If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 39 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, the first of what I'm appropriately calling the purgatory episodes in this crazy time between spring training and whenever the season is to start, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, March 22nd. 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. First up, as always, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it. The list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And our other shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. They're being kind enough to help continue to grow this podcast by featuring Yapping Yankees on their website and expanding their options for sports content on their platform as well. So be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their sports content, including Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, my friend Darren on Twitter, at YankeesReport28, as well as is the baseball chick Samantha at Ziggy89X. Special thanks again to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. Well, we just went through the first full week without spring training or any sport at all as people continue to deal with this coronavirus spread. And it's just really, really wild times we're living in, truly. I don't know how else to put it. There really isn't any other way to put it, honestly. And as it was last week, the same remains for this week. Nobody really has any answers for anything as far as when things will start back up again or get back to some sense of normalcy. Baseball and basically the other sports as well say, eh, maybe at least like two months, which we'll get to later in the news segment. But no one truly knows for sure. It could be sooner. It could be later. We just don't know. So yet again, the game of patience will just have to continue no matter how torturous it is. And that's why I've chosen to name these episodes the Purgatory episodes until the season is to start, because quite frankly, that's what these times feel like. And as far as this podcast, inevitably, content slows down because of everything going on. Although there's always stuff to talk about, just less so. Yapping Yankees, as I've said last week and on social media, is going to keep going every week as it did in the offseason and during all downtimes. And the episodes are probably going to be a little shorter, or maybe not. We'll see. People are starving for content, and I love doing this show, so new episodes will still be put out every week despite there being less content. But the discussion will be good as always, and I'll be working to still put out enjoyable episodes, because that's what I do. Again though, as far as the virus, I hope people are staying safe out there, washing hands, sanitizing, all the basic precautions I'd hope us human beings with brains in our heads would take regardless. (laughs) But these times have changed the world for sure. We're having to be more patient than ever for our beloved sports to return, going out less often with so many businesses closing for the time being. Although you can go out for a nice walk or run in your neighborhood as long as you keep your distance from others outside of your own little circle really being your family. And hopefully learning how to be sanitary too even when this whole ordeal calms down. 
it's just so crazy. I've said it so many times, even on last week's episode. It's all just like a dream, a really bizarre dream. Some days it truly doesn't even feel like reality. But take this time to be smart and relax, even if you're working from home. When you finish your work at home, relax. Patience is the key to all of us. And most of all, just be nice to each other during these times. Although dopey people are unavoidable in this life, don't be one and add unneeded frustration onto the crap pile that's been these last two weeks or so. Just be nice and respectful. But anyway, I think on both last week's episode especially, and to start today's episode, I've driven these thoughts home enough. So without further ado, let's get into this week's poll segment, shall we? For this week's question, I figured I'd gauge your thoughts about how you feel on the subject of watching old games, which I imagine is what many of you are doing in these hard times of no live sports. And I've heard lots of people give takes about watching old games. Some say they can watch it because it's still a game, and especially in this time period when people are starving for anything baseball or sports overall. And on the other hand, others say they can't get as into something when they already know the game's outcome. So with that being said, this week's question, and we'll start on Twitter this week as usual. Replies were a bit down this week, I guess, because of all the craziness, but that's fine. Gonna have quieter times occasionally, but we'll still discuss the good replies that are there. So let's have some fun. We need fun in these times. So this week's question is, while at home with no sports, is it more difficult for you to sit through the replay of an old game already knowing the outcome, or do you not care and enjoy it basically the same? And reply to this poll below for a shout out on the podcast as always. Now the two choices were one, I enjoy it, it's still baseball. And the second choice is knowing the results ruins it. And the first choice, I enjoy it, it's still baseball, was victorious by earning 68% of the vote as opposed to just the 32% who voted for knowing the result ruins it. So the vast majority of you that voted on this poll still say, hey, in these times with no sports, no baseball, it's still baseball and I'll watch it regardless even if I do know the ending. And again, I did really just hear this become a hot topic during a time where a lot of people are just surfing through old highlights and hold games to keep themselves occupied and entertained in this time where there are no live sports going on. So again, that's why I asked this question and I found it interesting that a lot of you still enjoy baseball and can really watch the whole thing even though you know the outcome. I could watch personally, before we get into the replies, I can personally watch a portion of an old game. I find it difficult to watch the entire thing and stay as engaged as I do during a live game that I don't know the results to, for obvious reasons. Because the live game that I'm watching, I don't know what's going to happen, and each pitch is in suspense because you don't know the future. So you're just watching the game naturally, and you're excited because you're not sure what's going to happen. And even though you may not remember every single pitch from the replay of an old game, the thought in the back of your mind still looming about knowing what happens at the very end can take down the enjoyment a bit, and that's what happens to me inevitably. So I could still watch portions of old games, likely not the entire thing, and unfortunately, knowing the ultimate result at the end of the game, it does dial down the excitement to me, but I do definitely understand in these times with absolutely nothing and people are starving for any sports content they can get, then they'll just watch anything and they'll be as excited. So I get both sides, but for me personally, that's the way it is. So let's get into the replies for this week. First up, we have at Laura underscore Iceman says, I don't care. It's still baseball and some games are worth rewatching. That's definitely true. For me personally, there's one game that I love to rewatch. I love rewatching 2009 World Series Game 6. That game, now that I think about it, is probably the game that I can watch the entire thing for and be almost as excited as during a live game. It's kind of impossible for me to be as excited as a live game, no matter which replay of which game it is. 
but it could get pretty damn close for me when it comes to 2009, the World Series, Game 6, Yankees and Phillies in Yankee Stadium, because that game has a lot of sentimental value to me. Watched that game live. I watched the Yankees win that year. That was one of my first years as a Yankees fan. I'd only been watching baseball consistently for about a year or two prior to that. And that game just has a lot of value to my heart. And I remember it like it was yesterday, the end to that game. And it was 11 years ago. (laughs) So that game is probably the one game that I could watch and have almost the same amount of excitement as a live game. And I could watch the whole thing. So now that I think about it, that's the one game, but all other games, like I said before, that's the way it is for me. But again, Laura, for people like you who don't care, it's still baseball, and there are definitely old games worth rewatching. That I won't argue with at all. But I definitely understand that point of view. Then we had at Laker 477 says, Overall, knowing the results ruins it for me. Although there are games that I do enjoy watching again, even though I know the outcome. It all depends on the game itself. And yeah, that's kind of the way it is for me. As I said, for the most part, all other games except for the World Series in 2009 Game 6, like I described earlier, that's the way it is for me. But when it comes to that one game, I don't know, it's different for me. So I guess it does, to a degree, depend on which game it is. So I agree with that as well. At Tegan Graham 23 says, Baseball is baseball. When you're passionate about a sport, it doesn't matter. I agree. And again, especially in these times, I totally understand people just wanting to go back in time and watch any sort of baseball that you can get. At Peace Now for Life says, I kind of enjoy watching replays, but only older games like early 90s. I like seeing players I haven't seen in a while, but wow, I sure do miss live baseball. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I miss it so much. And I understand wanting to watch those games when you see the old guys that you haven't seen in a while, especially the late 90s team. That dynasty was incredible. Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez, and then the core four in their young careers, Bernie Williams. Totally understand wanting to see that old crew again. It was a great team. And maybe even games beyond that, even further back, games that I wasn't even alive for personally. I could definitely understand wanting to watch one of those. I've watched a lot of games in the 70s, particularly the World Series games from 1977 and 1978, when the Yankees were facing the Dodgers in both those years. So I I definitely understand the value of wanting to watch those old games, especially if you were alive for them, because that must be even cooler. Because you look back in the day and you're like, wow, I just remember this like it was yesterday. And yet it was all those years ago, and it really hits you in the heart. It's very sentimental for you personally, maybe, that you see all those old players again and recall how much time has passed yet. It feels like yesterday for you. And it all must be such fond memories for you, I can only imagine. That's kind of how it is for me with the 9 team, because it was long ago, and I'd only been watching baseball for a couple of years up to that point. So that could be a big reason why that team, again, holds such sentimental value for me personally. But... I could totally understand wanting to watch the 90s again. That's a good choice. It's a good time period. It was great for the Yankees. It was a hell of a dynasty. But boy, do I miss live baseball too. (laughs) I miss it so much. At MountainGal456 says, I don't usually watch many replays to begin with. Only clips here and there on Twitter. I applaud people who can sit through a game regardless of the outcome. But for me, it's just a glimpse. So I guess I'll go with knowing results would ruin it for me. And I understand that too, Tina. And I do definitely notice that both myself and a lot of other people too, instead of watching entire games, they will go online to just watch certain highlights of certain games. And that's plenty enough for them to remain happy and keep the good memories in their minds of good things that mean a lot to them in the past and really put a smile on their face. But yes, that's definitely a route for a lot of people to go watch some highlights and just specific moments of those games. Just really the best parts 
Like, I'll give an example. The other night on the Yes Network, they were replaying that crazy game from July of 2019 when the Yankees were in Minnesota against the Twins. And it was the beginning or middle part of the game when the Yankees had just gone down like 8-2 to two against the Twins, which makes you remember just how incredible that comeback was because not only because of how much they were losing by, but just because of how the game ended, of course, which we all remember. The Yankees were in Minnesota. This was the game where Aaron Hicks made that incredible catch in extra innings to end the game with Chad Green on the mound. I think they won like 14-12. to 12. And I didn't end up watching the whole replay of that game because it was late at night. But it was at a portion in the game that I really just wasn't interested in re-watching, honestly. But after I shut it off, I went online to watch the clip of Aaron Hicks making that incredible catch to end the game. So I had a little bit of both worlds, watching a good amount of that game early on, and then when I didn't watch it anymore, going online and watching the clip afterwards, which then brought a big smile to my face because that was one of the highest moments of the 2019 season for me because that game was so incredible, and I remember that catch like it happened two minutes ago. It was one of the most incredible catches and one of the most incredible moments I've seen as a Yankee fan. So again, I do totally understand just wanting to watch old clips, and I agree with that. I do the same thing sometimes, and more often than not, I will do that. I will go to watch certain clips and certain moments of certain games. At 30, Charlie ZZZ says, I'm somewhat in the middle. That's perfectly fine. And perfectly in the middle, I assume, means I'll watch some of the game, but then I won't watch the whole thing. And the results kind of ruin it for me, but I could still watch it. I guess that's kind of what you're saying, and I totally understand. At Burrow Dweller 73 says, I've watched the 1978 AL East playoff, aka the Bucky Dent game, so many times I literally know it pitch by pitch. I also sometimes mute Bill White's commentary and say it myself from memory. Will I watch it again this week? Probably. <laughs> that is great. When you can remember pitch by pitch and you can mute the commentary and say what the commentator and broadcasters were saying nearly or completely word for word, that's not only being a diehard, but that's a talent memory-wise. I cannot imagine memorizing all of that. <laughs> that is crazy. But hey, if the game means a lot to you and you were alive to see it and it's very sentimental to you and it means a lot in your heart and it holds a special place there, then perhaps that makes it simpler for you to remember all of that. And that's really special. And I respect the hell out of that, being able to remember all of that as a person who has a really crappy memory. <laughs> Then we had my girlfriend at Vic Salimo says, I need my baseball fix, period. <laughs> so I'm guessing, Vic, you will take baseball any way you can get it, live or replay. And I respect that. That is totally fine. <laughs> at official52011 underscore two says, it's still baseball whether we know the outcome or not. And that's totally fair. A lot of people say that they'll just watch it and they don't really care if they know the outcome. And some others, it ruins it for them. At Javer31 says, winning always gives you a good feeling and it flares up memories. Yeah, and that's what Yankees Classics is there for a lot. You could watch the whole game if you want, or you could watch certain parts of it and see those specific winning moments that mean so much to you. That's the good part about it. Or you could just hop on the internet and watch clips, or I'm pretty sure even some replays of entire games are on the internet as well. So there's options for either if you don't like to watch the whole thing, or you do like to watch the whole thing. At It's Cordijo says, I love baseball. I can't get into spring games or most games that I've seen before. With that said, I can't watch most movies more than once. All right, so definitely knowing the outcome of it and knowing how things end, even when it comes to movies for you, I guess. You can't watch it again because knowing the ending spoils it for you, and that's fine. That's the way it is with a lot of people. And lastly, at Gene1Mac says, Have been thinking of finding a game to watch. Few on my DVR, not check that bad app. Guess always YouTube, too. 
And yeah, YouTube is definitely a hub for a lot of replays of old games in its entirety or just with specific clips and moments. So I definitely recommend YouTube. Or you could check on your DVR if you previously recorded anything. Or just surf the Yes Network and go in future days or future times and see which Yankees classics they have ready to fire up and play for you. And maybe tape one of those if it's a game that you want or you want to see again. And the at-bat app, the at-bat app usually is really good in the video section for specific highlights. So if you want to watch specific highlights, and yes, go to that. But when it comes to the replay of entire games, definitely see if YouTube has it and check to see which Yankees classics are replaying. Or if they happen to be playing a game on MLB Network, even maybe. There are a lot of options to find full replays of entire games. And that is all for Twitter. Thank you to all my Twitter peeps for interacting with this week's poll. Let's move on to Instagram and then we'll move on to this week's news before we wrap up here on episode 39 of Yapping Yankees. The same question applies on Instagram, of course. While at home with no sports, is it more difficult for you to sit through the replay of an old Yankee game already knowing the outcome, or do you not care and enjoy it basically the same? And again, the first choice, I still enjoy it, it's baseball. And the second choice, knowing the outcome ruins it for me. And with Instagram, the same choice won, but by a much smaller margin, 53% of you voted for the fact that it's still baseball and I will enjoy it regardless, and 47% of you said knowing the result ruins it for me. So the first choice still enjoying it because it's baseball wins 53 to 47%, almost 50-50, very close results, but the same result that won on Twitter wins on Instagram. So let's get to the Instagram replies that we had for this week. First off, we will start with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero says, I don't mind watching it anyway, regardless. Well, then mom, I guess you're one of those people that say we don't have any baseball right now and anything is better than nothing. And I totally respect that. Up next is Matt Schwartz.14 says, this all sucks. (laughs) Very simply put and very true. Thank you for the reply, Matt. Up next, we have the Dark Knight 025, which is my good friend James Celestin from Twitter, whose at is BlackRebirth52, says, I think to answer your poll question, I think if you're a fan of the sport, you will love it regardless. I know no sports is a struggle, but having a sport you love helps in these tough times. So I'm guessing, James, you're saying that it doesn't really matter whether it's replay or live. Any sport you love in these times is good to watch and helpful in these times. And you're right. I completely agree. Up next is my brother, Tom Scuds15. He says, I meant to click the other one because when they lose, it's truly a sad case. Also, I just woke up. (laughs) That's just vintage example of my brother being an absolute doofus. (laughs) Thank you for the reply, Thomas, and being your weird self as usual. And then lastly, we have Kylie6664 says, I still really like watching the replays for the feeling of watching baseball and the distraction from the world. And I definitely understand that, Kylie. In these times, even if it's not for just for the sake of re-watching old games that mean a lot to you or just watching old moments that mean a lot to you that you'd want to see again, if it serves as something as simple as a distraction too, that could be more than enough. And I completely respect that given how crazy the times that we are living in right now are. So even if it just serves as a distraction alone, that is plenty good enough, and I respect the hell out of that. Well, those are this week's replies for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. As always, I want to thank you guys for taking a little time out of your day to join in on the Yapping Yankees fun with the polls. You know, I greatly appreciate all of your interactions for the podcast. So now that the poll segment is done, let's talk about a couple of things in Yankees news. The first thing to discuss today is that a report came out this week that Giancarlo Stanton is expected to be ready for opening day, whenever that may be, and I would hope he is, (laughs) especially if we have a couple of months left to go. It is a grade one calf strain anyway. That doesn't 
take over two months to heal, right? (laughs) I mean, I would hope both he and Judge will be ready if we still have that much waiting left to do. Obviously, it depends with James Paxton since his timeline was sometime in May or June to begin with, but there's a chance that even he could be all set but time will tell. And of course, with Severino, he's done for the year because of Tommy John surgery, so there's no hope in that area. But with Stanton and Judge, with probably about two months to go before the season starts, at least, I'd hope that they're ready. Especially with Giancarlo, the grade one calf strain. As I said earlier, that's the lowest grade for a strain. I would hope that after two months that he'd be ready. (laughs) I would hope. To the best of my knowledge, a grade one calf strain should only take maybe two, three weeks to heal. And then you obviously have to go through rehab and coming back. But if it's going to take that short, then I would hope that after two months, you're ready. Unless it happens to be a worse grade calf strain that we're not being told. But (laughs) once more, with a grade one calf strain, I would think that he would be ready for opening day. Again, whenever that may be, because we have no idea. And the next piece of news, you thought we'd heard it all with Judge's injury saga, didn't you? Well, you, my friend, would be incorrect. Because as of Friday, Aaron Judge said that his CT scan showed slight improvement with the rib stress fracture, and he'll have another test in a couple of weeks, and surgery will not be necessary. So I guess that's good. There's improvement, although just slight. Surgery won't be necessary, which is good. And we'll check back with him again in two weeks. But here's what I was talking about when I said we haven't heard it all with all of this yet. Judge also said that he had a partially collapsed lung. A partially collapsed lung. (laughs) It has fully healed, though. They did say that. And clearly, this was an undisclosed injury. Doesn't sound sketchy at all, right? So, apparently someone just elected to not report that, whether it was Judge himself, or the medical or training staff, or both maybe, and then say something out of nowhere, like a collapsed lung is already healed. While you have the rib injury, too. I don't want to sound like a whiner here because the important part here is that the collapsed lung is at least completely healed, so they say. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not laughing at judges' injuries. I would never do that. I'm just laughing at how bizarre the whole situation with him has been as a whole. But it makes you wonder, could there even be something else? I say this only because this whole thing with judge, which is going back for quite some time now, has been mind-boggling. So hopefully any and all injuries on his behalf have been reported on and fixed at this point. And we'll just see what's going on with him in two weeks, I guess, when they check back up with him with the stress fracture in his rib. But this injury saga continues to be absolutely bizarre, even almost going into April now. They just happen to reveal a collapsed lung. But again, the important part is that it's healed. But it just makes you wonder, like, what the hell else could be going on with this guy? What are they hiding? What else is he going through? Is he going to be ready even if we have to wait as long as another two months or so? You just don't know. Because it seems like every time somebody in the Yankee organization addresses the media about Judge, or whenever Judge himself addresses the media, something else is revealed that we didn't know about. (laughs) It's just a really, really bizarre time. Not only with everything going on, but in this case, just with everything happening with Judge and the injury hardships that he's going through, the struggle to stay healthy, even in a time where everybody's really resting. I just wish him the best, and I hope that anything else that needs to be reported on is reported when it comes to Judge's health. And as far as the stress fracture in his rib, I just hope it continues to heal. There's nothing else that can be really said about that. And the next report that we'll have on this is probably in two weeks when they check back up with him when he gets another test. But just a really bizarre report that came out of nowhere and caught everybody off guard about that collapsed lung. But it's important that it's healed. Hopefully it's healed. And now we can just concentrate on this stress fracture in his rib healing and getting Judge back and ready to play so he can finally prove to people, again, what he's capable of and that he can stay on the field. That's what's most important. Stay on the field. 
Because if you can't stay on the field, you can't prove anything to anybody because you are not playing. But before we end here, we do have some Major League Baseball news to get to as far as an announcement that was made earlier this week about a prediction about when baseball may return. Again, like I said earlier in the show, there's no specific timeline by anybody as to when this virus could be taken care of or when sports could start back up. Again, there's just predictions as far as times, but we did get a slight clue as to when it could start up again earlier in the week. Not the best of news, but it's what we have. Now, originally, we knew that the Major League Baseball season was being pushed back at least two weeks, so that would mark April 9th as a potential starting date. But with everything going on with the virus still, that doesn't seem to have a conclusion in sight yet, the league did officially announce on Monday that they will not be starting the season on April 9th, and that the league is still hoping to play 162 games. How they do that will be very interesting. As I've said already, it's definitely going to be something we've never seen before and the wait will be probably at least two plus months. So that basically means we could all be waiting until at least around mid to late May. I mean, that's a good amount of purgatory episodes for Yapping Yankees coming your way. (laughs) That's for sure. Again, this could change. It could be sooner, it could be later, but that was the report on Monday, six days ago. Obviously, in this virus process, anything could change. They could find a way to put it under control sooner rather than later, or this could drag on even longer, maybe pushing back the starting date even more, or possibly even, God forbid, canceling the season, which we all pray that that doesn't happen. But wanting to still get through 162 games, which I even reported on last week's episode when there were rumors and whispers about the league still wanting to play 162, and as of Monday's announcement, that still seems to be the same thing. There are a lot of different things that they could possibly do, and all of which I would say are things we've never seen before. Maybe you start taking up double headers every weekend. Maybe you just start the season at the time that you started and everything gets pushed back. And maybe you'll have a World Series in like the month of December, which would be bizarre. And you'd probably have to play the World Series in a neutral and warmer environment like Miami, for instance, because playing in the Northeast in the month of December would simply be impossible for baseball. That would just be absurd. You can't do it. It would be too cold. Or maybe you could take the games at the beginning of the schedule and move them to the end of the schedule and decide what to do with them as the season progresses. Or maybe just play them at the end instead of the beginning. I don't know. Like, for instance, if the season was to start on June 1st, then you would just start playing the game that was scheduled to be played for each team on June 1st, and then just take the games that were supposed to be played March 26th all the way to June 1st and put them at the end, and then decide what to do with them at that point? I really don't know. But again, regardless, I'll repeat, I do believe this is going to be something we have not seen before. This is going to be a crazy outcome if this league truly does still want to get through 162 regular season games. And of course, if you don't want to do that, if they decide to go against that, you can chop maybe 30 games off, 45 games off, or maybe half the season. I don't know. Nobody really knows. Again, the most frustrating part about all of this is the lack of answers that people have. I'm not blaming people for not having any answers. I don't have any answers either, and I don't really expect any answers to come out soon with how this process just seems to not have any end in sight as of yet. We're confident it's going to end eventually, of course, but as far as a specific timeline for the end of this whole thing, we just don't know. So nobody has any answers. I'm just throwing different possibilities out there as to what could happen if the league still does in fact want to play 162 games. But anyway, it's just completely crazy. And I'm not sure there is a definitive right answer to this because everybody, I think, really is just going to be making decisions on the fly because of how complex the situation is. And I can't really say I blame them. Regardless of what they do, there are going to be people out there that like it and don't like it. 
because these are new and crazy times we're living in, so there are going to be new and crazy things that happen once the sports world starts back up again. I think that much can be guaranteed, that it's going to be crazy. (laughs) But they're going to do what they can, and that's all they can do, honestly, because nobody has any answers, and these are times that nobody's really had to deal with. So these are going to have to be unique and carefully and well-thought-out actions for the future. But until, again, this virus process seems to have an end in sight and a way of wrapping up, there's really nothing anybody in the sports world can do as far as giving us a specific timeline or any definitive plans in general as to what to do with the regular season when it starts back up. Crazy times we're living in. I keep on saying it because it's true. But after this announcement on Monday, when it comes to the Yankees, some Yankees who don't live in Tampa return home. I admire them for sticking with it as long as they did, but who can blame them for going back after being told that it might be two plus months until the season starts? But for those who are still there, on Friday, Brian Hoke put out a tweet regarding something Tyler Wade said about the Yankees' current situation with working out, which was a nice little update for us to see what's going on down there in Florida. Tyler Wade said that the Yankees have limited gym workouts to three players at a time, They're playing catch and hitting in small groups as well, so it's definitely good that they're taking proper precautions, and I like this update because it says how seriously the Yankees are taking this, but yet the ones who remain down there are still trying to stay in shape and be careful with the whole situation at the same time, which is good, of course. Tyler also said that he's been spending a lot of time watching DJ LeMayhew work. He said, quote, it's crazy how routine-oriented and professional this guy is, end quote. Well, yeah, Tyler. He isn't called the machine for nothing. (laughs) DJ's just the best. Hearing these kinds of stories and just remembering how DJ was throughout 2019, it is so believable to imagine him just going out there and working and just doing what he has to do to stay in shape and just focus on what needs to be done, staying safe and still working out. DJ himself actually said that it's really good to still be able to work out at George M. Steinbrenner Field because he said that doing that is really the only thing keeping him sane right now, which I can imagine is true because of how insane some people are getting in the country with this whole situation. But I definitely respect DJ for saying that and staying there and doing what does keep him sane, staying in shape and still being careful. But I definitely understand how that could be in the eyes of players. I mean, right now, where we stand here on Sunday, which makes me all that much more sad, (laughs) opening day would be starting in four days. This Thursday, March 26th, the Yankees would be in Baltimore to kick off the regular season for 2020. And being four days away, we should be at the very, very end of spring training. And these guys should basically be ready to go. Yet here we are in this situation where many, many players and people in organizations have returned home. They're not even at their spring training complexes anymore. And those who are there can do nothing more than really work out, and in a limited way too, with a limited amount of people, in a time where they should be getting ready to go, and you can't really do much, especially in big groups, social distancing is important. So I could definitely imagine, in the eyes of an athlete like DJ and just about anybody, that being able to do that is what's keeping you sane. And I hope he keeps it up, because we want the machine to stay sane. That is definitely good for the Yankees if he does, in fact, not lose his mind. So let's allow him to keep working out, and just let him keep doing his thing. And stay safe, of course. (laughs) There was also a video this week of Aroldis Chapman having a catch with someone outside his house, it seemed. And I posted it on my Twitter from the Yes Network's Twitter account, and the video sure made its rounds. People are just understandably starving for any content they can get in these times. As am I. I'll admit it. We all are. But again, guys, we're going to get through this. And when it comes to this fact that people are starving for content, that's why I will continue to give you Yapping Yankees every week. We're going to do this thing, guys. But as for now, that's all for episode 39 of Yapping Yankees. One last shout out to Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB. Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Boxing Radio. 
Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And also be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. They're being kind enough to help continue to grow this podcast by featuring Yapping Yankees on their website and expanding their options for sports content on their platform as well, just as Team Left Jab does. So be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their sports content, including Yapping Yankees. You want to be sure to check them out, guys. They are growing fast. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, my friend Darren on Twitter at YankeesReport28, as well as the baseball chick Samantha at Ziggy89X. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. And while you're at it, be sure to follow me on all social medias as well. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You could follow me on Twitter, which is the social media app that I am most disgustingly active on. And you're going to want to follow me on there for most of my content at Mike Scudero. And be sure to follow me on Instagram as well at Mike Scuds. 97 guys and I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do every week to you the listener whether you just listen or give feedback on the show vote or reply on the polls interact with me personally about the Yankees support me in the podcast and show love on social media whatever it is you do to show your love and support I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day thank you I hope you SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify listeners enjoyed as always, as well as you YouTubers out there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes. Episodes 34 up to this one, episode 39, are available on YouTube, and episodes 33 all the way back to episode 1 are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, March 29th, when I come at you with episode 40 of Yapping Yankees. I can't believe it. Episode 40 already. That'll be Purgatory Part (laughs) 2. Until then, hang in there, be patient, and be safe. We'll get through this. Have a good week, guys. Take care. (laughs) 